Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of the Crease Dive. Today is Thursday, April 27th. We are in the final weekend of April. We are about to flip the calendars into the final month of the season. Can't believe that it's already come and gone this fast. Dukes, what's going on, brother? I'm Obviously, I'm Jordy from Barstool. We don't need to introduce Dukes anymore because everyone already knows Dukes. How are we feeling heading into the final weekend of April? I'm feeling great. Lax fever is upon us. Uh, I feel like this is the time of year where lacrosse really starts to take over the worldwide leader in sports in um like the games, I think that it gets a little bit more attention going into Memorial Day weekend and then obviously with the PLL. So this is always my favorite time for lacrosse. Um, the pack starts separating themselves from the rest of the, uh, the, rest of the teams. And um, yeah, it's just an exciting, an exciting time for the game, in my opinion. I think this is, these are my favorite weeks of lacrosse. Yeah, it's, it's one of those times where I wish I did uh, can like keep watching sports center more. Like I guess all like any play that makes it a sports center top 10 usually ends up on, on Twitter anyway, because like whatever team ends up on top 10 ends up tweeting it out. Um, but like, it was like a, like a cool part of the year, like back in like the dude, like the heyday of sports center, like a, like a 2010 episode of sports center, you wake up in the morning before school. Mm-hmm. And like, this was the time of the year where you could catch like maybe like a grainy footage, uh, goal from a college lacrosse game to pop into the top 10 for like the first time, uh, all year. And, and it was, it was, it was that sign that we're, we're coming into the premier month of lacrosse. Listen, I love the PLL, you know, Everybody knows I love the PLL, but there's I, I still don't think that there's anything better than the the sport of lacrosse in May. So I mean the fact that we're almost there and we get a really good taste of May lacrosse coming up this weekend because we've got some big time conference games. Uh, we've got a conference tournament beginning in the Big Ten. Uh, but I mean, dude, you you look around like dude, th- this slate of games on Friday is probably the best Friday that we've had all season. We've got a uh, one verse two and then three verse four in both the big East and the Patriot league. Then we go into Saturday where we have the first round, the quarterfinals of the big 10 tournament. Uh, and then we close out everything on Sunday with Virginia Notre Dame. So like it's, it's not may technically, but this is, this is a may lacrosse weekend. Yeah. And I mean, this is kind of when, People can't. People start to not be able to afford losses if you're on the if you're on the cusp, because you kind of think of teams. Um, maybe I know we were talking about talking about RPI and all that shit, but like teams that are on that cusp of being like a 15 to 20 RPI team that you're like, oh, they could sneak in, sneak out. I mean, this is when losses you can't can't really have any losses. The committee those losses stick with the committee way more than the the losses that happened in February. So yeah, it's a crucial time for teams that obviously want to make a run uh, teams that have championship aspirations and teams that maybe are just looking for their first tournament whenever. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here actually uh, just because I, as I've mentioned many a time on this podcast, I'll never look at the RPI, but you being a big RPI guy, I'm just curious, like, do you have it pulled up right now? Because I would be interested if you rattled off like the top 15 to me. This, so this, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly. And then, and then once I rattle off one through 15 for the people, I'll also do 10 to 20 
So then you can kind of see like where those teams are. And some teams will surprise you. All right, so one through 15. Duke is number one. Then Notre Dame, Virginia, Hopkins, Penn State, Cornell, Maryland, Yale, Georgetown, Penn, Denver, Nova, Rutgers, UNC, Utah, Princeton, Bryant, BU, Michigan, Syracuse. Now, some okay, teams so be surprised. I, I feel that- I feel like the like the biggest jump there in terms of RPI to like actually are they actually that good or not? To me, feels like Yale. Yale is the uh, is one of those. Uh, how can I? I know I sometimes tend to do this with college basketball, but again, basketball and lacrosse have so many fucking similarities that I'll I'll do this for the day I die. Um, you can do the same thing with hockey, but Creighton this year in basketball for the Big East for any uh, college basketball guys out there. They didn't have the record, but the fucking analytics loved them. And you're like, what 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 do I see? What like I, I don't really get how this equals up. Like, why does Ken Palm, the, that that nerd, have Ken, uh Creighton as the eleventh best team in the country, but they have their five hundred? Well, sometimes numbers just work themselves out. Then watch Yale get into the tournament, people are mad, and then all of a sudden they're playing in Philly. And you're like, Oh, okay, uh, I guess the analytics now. But yeah, it it is weird. Um, I, I'm not so sure why Yale is that high up because RPI doesn't really work as Kempom does. I think it's what, on- what number, what number did you say that they eight. were at right there? Eight. eight. At eight. Wow. Cause I was going to say, I mean, obviously they've got a big one coming up against Harvard uh, this, this weekend, which we'll talk to in a few minutes once we get past this RPI talk. But I, I feel like that, like when you were kind of talking about teams that would be kind of right on the cusp who can't afford a loss there, like I, I would absolutely put Yale in that conversation just because you lose that, you don't make it to the conference tournament, mm-hmm. but I mean, maybe if maybe if they're eighth in RPI, and you've got all the nerds on the selection committee who just look at the RPI, who knows? Well, also I think it was like last year, like how high was Duke, and Duke didn't get in. I think the RPI loved Duke last year, where Duke might have been as high as like seven, and uh, didn't get in because they didn't have the record. But yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how this all plays out because unfortunately, like RPI or not, um, like the eye test or not, the committee takes in everything. Um, so. And you don't know if there's just some – I'm not going to use any mean words, but just like there's some Donna on, a, on, on the committee who just, who just wants to fuck your I, favorite team. I would, I would love if we started I, – I, we might have already, but I would love to start using Donna as a slur. Like look yeah, at that fucking Donna over there. Yeah, yeah like oh. Like instead any, of Karen, any, anyone, anyone who doesn't know ball is a Donna. Yeah, or like even like if there's like a – like, I don't know, like, like a Karen on the sidelines, like a mom who like the mom goal, like, Oh, like there's yeah. Donna. Like, yeah. 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 Donna yeah. Goal. yeah. 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 No, you, you don't know ball. You're a Donna is so funny. Like, yeah. I'm not going to talk to you casual, you Donna. Uh, <laughs> um, tell you what, yeah. if, if you guys are listening to the episode right now, make sure, uh, do, do us a favor. Reply to us on Twitter. Let us know that you're listening with a little hashtag Donna. Um, all right. Now give us the, the 10 through 20 so that we know what teams are pretty much on the bubble heading into this weekend. Penn, Denver, Nova, Rutgers, UNC, Utah, Princeton, Bryant, BU, Michigan, Cuse. Now what's interesting is some teams on the outside looking in of that 20 are obviously Army. You might notice wasn't on there. They're 21. OSU is 22 with a 5-8 and eight record, which is shocking. I mean, I, they're, they're done for. 
Um, then you got like the Vermonts, Delawares, Richmonds of the world. Yeah, I feel like okay. So one, the army one, and I think I mentioned this in the earlier episode this week that like it's not like army has been like beating down like like yeah they're ten and two. It's not, but they don't have like any crazy wins yeah. on their resume but they're still 10 and 2 so that is a little shocking to me that they're that they're not all the way up there um and then i i feel like bu is a little i mean you look at their i mean i guess their resume is pretty similar um i mean what they, they have the win against harvard though that's that's really good for them um and, and did, did you mention harvard in that top 20 no they're like 33 Oh shit. All right. Well, yeah. So then maybe not. Yeah. So I mean, army and, and BU, um, you know, right there at the, I mean, both of those, the, I think I can't see the Patriot league being a, a two team uh, conference. Peter ball, may walk out that, Peter ball, may walking out that, uh, that locker room for Colgate. No, but, but I, I, I do, but like I would see BU or army being a good tournament team for, for a first round upset scare. So um, I, I don't think that either of them would get in if they don't win their conference. But I also think that both of them, like whichever one wins, I think is going to be a tough draw in the first round. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, again, I have to say, wait for the bracket to come out for me to really give my upsets and who I think could make an upset because my ball is on the line. So um, I have to be careful with my words. Yeah, well, luckily, yes, I'm, like word, I'm careful with my words. <laughs> uh, all right, well, all right, interesting talk. I, I mean, yeah, like there, there, there are really only like a, a few, I guess, like discrepancies that I would have with the RPI, and uh, for for the most part, it it seems to be, uh, yeah, I, I don't understand how OSU is that far up. I mean, I guess it is a pretty good year for the Big Ten having. Uh, you know, having Michigan being being a good team, having Hopkins is back, uh, Penn State being back, and then obviously Maryland. So yeah, I mean, I guess you get a little little Big Ten bias coming out of the out of the nerds on the computer there. Uh, but that's enough nerd talk. Not not even that we really dove into the numbers, but I don't want to spend too much time on the RPI, especially when we have such a great slate of games this weekend. Uh, yeah, I mean Friday night. Listen. You don't you don't have plans. Friday. Don't make plans for Friday night uh, because especially starting at the seven o'clock hour, this is some quality lacrosse that we got on store for us. Uh, let's let's start off with the Big East. All right. So we've got Denver traveling to Marquette. Uh, Denver, I, I, I was starting to feel really bad. For, for Bill Tierney, I thought that he'd kind of be like limping his way out of coaching um, just because this, I don't know, the, the team just didn't look like they had much to give uh, halfway through this year with, you know, losses to, uh, the, I mean, the loss to Air Force, but I feel like that's like, that happens to them every once in a while. Like every, it's like every other year they lose the air force, but the loss to Duke, uh, the loss to Yale, and then the loss to Georgetown, it just looked like Denver, you know, they, they, they were going to shit the bed in Bill Tierney's final season, uh, but they've come back and they've won, uh, you know, a bunch of games in a row here. And they've got a, a Marquette team who I talked about pretty highly uh, in the earlier episode this week. I said that they're the best six and seven team maybe that we've ever seen. Um, so one of those teams where, yeah, maybe on paper, you kind of look at this 
this weekend and you're Denver and you're like, all right, like nice. Like we're going to get one more win heading into the big East tournament. Uh, we're going to set ourselves up for success. It's not one of those games where you can just show up and roll out of bed and win. So, I mean, uh, Marquette has given plenty of teams fits so far this year. Uh, I mean, they kept it to a one goal game with Georgetown. So uh, I like this one. I'm trying to th- see if I can find uh, if, trying to think about what a number could possibly be in this one. I mean, I feel like on paper Denver would probably have to win somewhere between three and four goals, probably like exactly in between three and four goals, like probably like three and a half goals. Yeah. If that were possible. So yeah, like, like on paper, they, they should win by that. I don't see it that way though. I I like this Marquette team. I think that they're, uh, I, I think that they're, they're, they're the pesky golden Eagles, right? Marquette, they're Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles, yeah. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Henry Butler. Henry Butler. Uh it could be Marquette season. I mean, I, I wonder who's gonna be the Jimmy Butler for Marquette season. Just be realize that it's playoff mode. Playoff Jimmy comes out. Who's gonna be playoff Jimmy for Marquette? Marquette alum. But uh nah, I think that this Bill Tierney, he he I mean, you're right on the cusp of that getting in, getting out. You know, it's your coach's last ride, really. So uh I think I think Denver gets that win. Um Marquette's frisky. But there's just something about Disney movies, and Bill Tierney has to have a Disney Disney ending. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I do think. Listen, if this game was at Denver, I think that Denver spanks the balls off of Marquette, right? Like you, you give Bill Tierney one last home game uh, on on that sweet, sweet Colorado soil. Uh, and, and I think that they come out there flying around and they put a, a hurting on Marquette. Uh, I think, you know, Denver may be traveling out here again. Uh, I mean, Marquette, they have lost three, three games in a row. So, you know, you see, I mean, they've, what, whew, they've lost four out of the last five. So maybe they're not the best six and seven team ever, but I'm, I'm still riding with them. I'm not going to give up. Um, but Denver traveling out there, you see the way that Marquette season's been going. You might not have as much juice to start that game. Give Marquette a little bit of life. I think that this one will be tight, but yeah, I mean, I, I do think that the lax gods have to send Bill Tierney out with a win in his final regular season game ever. Uh, so I, I like Denver in that one, but I like it to be a little tight. Uh, staying in the uh, Staying in the Big East, we've got... What do we got? We got Villanova and they will be taking on Georgetown. So Villanova taking the trip down to uh, DC. These are the top two teams in the big East. Uh, Strong potential to see both of these teams have to rematch uh, in the, in the big East final. You called Georgetown the, uh, the, the lacrosse Jesus Christ last week. So they've, they've resurrected from the dead. How do we feel about them taking on Nova uh, who are 10 and three right now with uh, you know, they got doubled up by Denver, a loss to Brown, but that's when Brown brought back all those seniors after the suspension and a loss to Yale early in the season. So Villanova putting together a really solid season, uh, but Georgetown has risen from the dead. Uh, shout out Jessica Pola, GC alum, all-time leader in Villanova faceoff wins. I'm riding with Nova. I think Campbell, Matt Campbell is like one of my favorite players in the country to watch. I think he's going to be a pro for a long, long, long time. Um, there's just something about Nova not just being just a step behind Georgetown uh, for what feels like a couple of years now. Um, 
I think that it's I think it's Nova's time to finally finally get one. I think they lost by like one last year, um, in a close one. So I'll roll with Nova. Yeah, I mean Nova's playing some good ball right now. Uh, if if I don't know, probably. I don't know if I necessarily agree with this, but maybe on paper, Georgetown would, would win by three goals. I guess you have to take travel into consideration. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think right now a win for Nova in this, it's, it's a, it's a tough time of the year for moral victories, but I think a, a win for Nova is keeping this to a game that gets decided in the in the conference tournaments. Um, I kind of see this as a, as a can't lose and not a can't lose, like as in like a, a must win scenario for Nova, but like, like if, if you lose and you keep it tight, that's a win. And if you win, obviously that's a win. Uh, but then you become the top dog in the big East and can Vill like is Villanova a team that can go into the big East tournament being hunted and not the hunter. It, it would be uh, pr- pretty new territory for them. So, I don't know. I, th- I think in the grand scheme of things, like if I were Nova, I would want, obviously you're not rooting for a loss, but I think a, like a one goal loss would probably be the best thing for them heading into the heading into May. Yeah. I, I know what you mean, but also when it's a, uh, when, it, when I feel like when it's a conference like the big East where Denver has call, kind of fallen out of being the hunted, um, now, like Denver is not, I'm not going to call them hunters just because it's given their history and whatnot. But I think that any team in the Big East right now can be can be the, the hunted. I, I think you could say the same about Georgetown when they stepped into being the number one seed. So, yeah, I'll still, I'll still roll with Nova with the points. All right. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Nova to keep it tight, but I, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not going to go against lacrosse, Jesus Christ. Also, this is, this is a big, Big time for Tucker Dordovic, right? You gotta gotta get that draft stock up uh, for the PLL. I think uh, I think I saw him as number three on Kark's big board. Talking big board season, although that yeah, might have just been season. offensive players. Yeah, big yeah, board think- season. Uh, all right, well that's uh, so that's the Big East slate of games. Both of, so here's the thing, and like this is like hard to do because you can't get all these conference ads to to scheduled this out better but um would be nice if some of these games were like a little staggered i get it's not like like a professional sports league where like there's just one entity who has control over the scheduling uh but the fact that we have four big games actually well so three big games all going off at seven o'clock and then uh rme bu at 8 15 uh it's unfortunate, but that's why you have a laptop, a TV, and a, maybe an iPad. Uh, yeah. Let's move over into into Pat Lax, the Patriot League. Uh, so we start off with Loyola uh, taking the trip over to Lehigh. Loyola, man, I, I was I was really hoping that we've seen the last of Loyola. They they disappointed the hell out of me with that game that we had to watch where they were just getting their dicks kicked in by Duke. Um, I mean, they, they gave us a little bit of hope out of the gates with those wins over Maryland and Hopkins. And then as soon as they lost that game to Duke, where it looked like Duke almost had to put in like 
Like, you know, when you're beating a team so bad and the coach is like, all right, like we have to complete three passes before you're allowed to shoot. Like it was Mm -hmm. one of those games. Uh, But Loyola, I mean, you get a win against Lehigh here and you're kind of right back in the mix of things. Uh, So right now, Lehigh, they are, uh, what are they? They're sitting third in the Patriot League. Uh, We've got Loyola sitting fourth. I mean, Lehigh, pretty solid. In, in Pat Lack's play so far, I think that they've only lost to Army and BU. Um, so, I mean, they, they could put together a little run here and give give a team like Army and BU a, a, you know, a, a tough go in the Patriot League tournament. So, uh, I think they're also going to win a whole lot of face-offs, so that's always nice. Any thoughts here on Loyola and Lehigh? Uh, and if, you know, pro- probably should be around a, a one to two goal game. Uh, no, no thoughts really. Uh, I kind of overall with Sis on this one. I think that like I did see a debate on who should be the number one faceoff guy taken in the PLL draft. Um, I think that it should be Sis. I mean, he's a monster, uh, a workout fiend, uh, just just an absolute beast. So, g- given that and just given the that Lehigh attack line, uh, I'll, I'll roll with the uh, what is it, the Skyhawks, the Mountaineers. Uh, they're 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 Mountain Hawks. Yeah, I 50-50. I mean, I, I fucking nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> the Skyhawks are the Mountaineers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you couldn't have nailed that more than me. <laughs> that was that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I think. Um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna roll with Lehigh on this one, uh, just because uh, there, there's a big pipeline from Springfield Delco to Lehigh. So I've always got a soft spot in my heart for the mountain Hawks. Um, yeah. Big, big fan of obviously friend of the program, the missile burger. Uh, I'll tell you, it is a really strong face-off uh, group heading into the PLL draft this year. Right. So we've got what we've got sis, we've got PD LaSala, uh, James Riley from yep. Georgetown. Uh, I feel like there's one more that I'm missing, but there, there's a, there's a good crop of guys. Uh, coming exactly. out. Oh, right. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Exactly. I would go, I would go one, two, three, four. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I just don't get why you, you pick a dinosaur in the draft or the first round pick, but I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg Renly. Uh, well, with, with the first pick in the 2023 draft, would you rather have an iPhone or a dinosaur? The cannons would trade the pick for a dinosaur. <laughs> I mean, are are we gonna act like a dinosaur wouldn't fucking ro- a dinosaur would a dinosaur would end up being in Louisville, Kentucky for the for the All Star game? Because that's di- actually a great fucking question. Would you rather have a dinosaur or an iPhone in two thousand twenty three? Like, what do you think would help you win 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 a battle more? So here's the thing: like, you could probably f- you could probably fly a drone from an iPhone, yeah. right? And then, and then, so if you can fly a drone from an iPhone, you could probably like shoot the dinosaur with a rocket. It de- it depends on how close quarters the fight would be. Like if if I'm in if I'm in the same city as the person that I'm fighting, I'm probably mm-hmm. taking the dinosaur. But if we're in different states and like you have to like travel with the dinosaur across state lines, one that's a felony, uh, and two, I, th- I think that the iPhone would be able to take you out before you get there. Fair. But if we're in the same city, I'm going dinosaur. Yeah. Which I mean, dinosaur are you going with? After after some consideration, T Rex is no longer on my list because after I found out that like it has hair or some shit, I, I think it just has to be a Velociraptor. Yeah, it's got to be. Jurassic Park's PR for Velociraptors 
has to be studied by PR marketing firms. Everyone just watched Jurassic Park and was like, that's the baddest motherfucker out there. But I think it is. It is. It's got to be the baddest motherfucker. Like in kindergarten, you're like, it's the T-Rex. And then you watch Jurassic Park when you're a little bit older. Yeah, well, because the T-Rex is like, the T-Rex is big, you know? And and when you're a little kid, you're like, oh, like big is big as everything but then all of a sudden you realize short kings or where where it's at uh yeah velociraptor badass uh also just like fucked up newman from seinfeld um all right so that is our oh wait no we we've got one more game on friday so we've got a one versus two matchup in the patriot league rounding out our friday night lacks we've got bu making the trip up to west point to take on army uh tell you what a f- funny little thing i saw uh from our good friend captain cons co-host of the uh zero zero blog 30 uh podcast but he, he pointed out army they had uh on the army athletics website they had a little write-up for this game against bu and they they were talking about the keys to the game uh, and they said that one of the keys to the game would be to win the game and and because winning would be better than losing and i'll tell you what it's it's damn near impossible to to debate that fact. So uh, right right now, I think that Army has the best possible game plan that you could ever have, and it's it makes sense that the troops have the best strategy where winning uh, is much better than losing. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. And Collins um, is a not. I don't think he played lacrosse growing up, but talk about a guy that has become a fan throughout the years. Guy loves lax. I love lax. lax. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he's, he, he's been, he's been to so many PLL events. He's, and he, and he's always dialed in on Army lax. Like he knows what's going on with Army. He follows he them all year long. So shout out, shout out to Captain Cons. Follow him on Twitter if you aren't already. Uh, really good follow for Army lax. Uh, I think so. BU, they, uh, they, they've already lost to Navy so far this year and that's their sole loss in uh conference play do we see bu being big time troops respecters do, do we think that they double down uh and and lose to to the troops the second go around here uh i don't know i i i, I like the bu team honestly uh i kind of i kind of i guess called army that i think they're they have fraudulent tendencies so i'll roll i'll roll with bu in this one yeah i mean so bu it was it was a weird really weird start for the patriot league to start the season um you know so bu they lost to vermont army lost to umass and then loyola shocking the world with that win over maryland even though it doesn't look like maryland's quite as much of a wagon this year um but so, I mean, you got that first loss of the season out of the way to Vermont. Uh, ever since then, I mean, yeah, they lost to Navy. But like I said, respect the troops. Uh, and then they kept it pretty tight against Yale. And Yale, yeah, they they might have had like a really, really weird season. But like you can't just like disregard the fact that they have some absolute players on that team. And when they figure it out, they're a really good team. It's just that they've like decided to not figure it out for half the season. Um, and then big wins against Loyola and Lehigh. So yeah, I, I do like this BU team a lot. Um, already said, you know, maybe 15 minutes ago that whichever team wins the Patriot league, I think is a, a really tough out in the first round. Uh, so I could see BU making this a game, uh, but 
I, I, I like cons and I don't want to get on the bad side of uh, our, our defense system. So I'm going to roll with army in this one. I agree. All oh, right. no, that is you. Yeah. yeah I, I was going to, I was going to say, yeah. Oh, so far I started looking at Saturday games and I was like, yep. Yep. But, uh, so, uh, oh, actually, Deuce, Deuce there, hater the troop, and I feel like that's been a, 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 a theme throughout the weeks. Yeah. There, I mean, yeah. I want, I want people, someone clip that. I, I, I'm not denying or confirming, but the biggest game of Friday night is actually, uh, I got invited to play my high school alumni game and it's, it's the Woodstick classic weekend for Garden City, Manhasset. So we're playing the bad boys for the first time since my junior year, since I didn't play senior year, but so yeah. What, it's, it's, what, what, so what, but all right. So you go, are you going to, are you going to play? I, I think I'm going to play. Are I don't really to... want to. I, I, I want to play like a little bit, but like I want to do some like like I'm like my best friend is like one of my best friends is like the other goalie. So like I don't really want to like I'm hoping that he he goes in a lot. I mean he's better than me, so like I don't really want to. I'm the, well, I so what I was gonna ask is is are you gonna play goalie or are you gonna play LSM or just just run around there with a with a long stick? I think that I'll just probably. I feel I feel like that's yeah because I feel like going out. For for just like a couple LSM runs is probably the way to go, right? Like you just run out of the box, hope that. So are you are you playing against the yes. high schoolers or or oh so it's okay, so 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 it's alum versus alum. Okay, yeah. So I either way, like you go you go take a couple runs out of the box as LSM. You hope that a bunch of other old guys on the Manhattan alumni kind of just turn the ball over. You don't have to do anything. You run off the field for the clear. Now you did your job and you didn't even have to take any shots. I feel like running LSMs probably I, I don't understand how anyone can play goalie in a in an alumni game. Yeah, it's not even like I'll, I'll probably just go in and like he's probably not gonna play the whole game. Like I think it's that's mostly it. And I was just like, why not? Let's do it. It's like the, they haven't they haven't invited me back to, to an alumni game once. This is my first time. So it, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. But that's the biggest thing on Friday night. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully they have a beer garden going on behind your cage. They better. Someone's got to be in those Gatorade bottles. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that brings us into Saturday, uh, and I'd say I don't really know what would be the the biggest game of Saturday. We have a lot of great games on schedule for Saturday, but we'll start off. Uh, so, technically speaking, we have two tournament games, uh, but you know, if, if we're calling a spade a spade here, Harvard and Yale, that is a conference tournament game as well, because the winner of that goes on into the Ivy league tournament and the loser season for all intents and purposes is over. Um, unless the Ivy league decides to pull any tomfoolery like they did last year and just stuff the ballot box for the uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, but Yale and Harvard, Yale making the trip to Harvard, uh, looking at the, uh, that's going to be a 12 o'clock game. And I'm pretty sure that we should be able to watch that one on ESPN plus like all the Ivy league games are, uh, listen, I, I think, I think I've already talked myself into Yale. I've, I've, I've already mentioned that like when they, when they piece it all together, they are a really good team. They just haven't played well at all this year. But that attack line of Brandell Lyons and um, Leo Johnson, 
Mm-hmm. Like they're they're all fucking studs. Like you you put the ball in their state and they can do something with it. Uh, and Harvard, I just I don't know. You're a bigger Harvard guy than I am, but I feel like when I think of Harvard, I think it's like Sam Kang taking over a game. And and if he's not taking over a game, then I don't know like what else they're getting done. Yeah, I think Harvard this year has really lacked good goaltending and consistent goaltending. And I think that they thought they had guys come in, steal recruits from different schools, high-profile guys, and they just really haven't brought it together. Um, also, like, the face-off X hasn't been, like, as consistent. I think they have talented players, and I think they're just one to two pieces away at the specialty spots to really get them over that edge and to really be uh, the best the best in the business in the Ivy. Like, I think Cornell – dominates that right now i mean i think cornell has like three face-off guys that they could put out there confidently right now um and they go win us a face-off which i think is just impressive i think that really pound for pound cornell has the best face-off unit in the country if we're just speaking on that and then obviously chase erland so like i think that's what harvard aspires to be but obviously i don't think specialists are there right now so yeah i'm actually gonna roll with yale as well um hedge my happiness or whatever uh but i do think i think yale gets this done yeah, I, I just think, you know, so I think we've we've seen the worst of Yale already this season. So they had those uh, those two really bad games where they got spanked by Cornell and then what was it, Princeton? Um, right now, though, like Harvard, they're they're con- they got they got their peepees whacked back to back games here. Uh, Penn, they lost to Penn fifteen to nine. Princeton, they lost seventeen eleven. So like. Like we've already seen that from Yale already, but the fact of the matter is that they're playing, uh, they're playing better ball right now, and Harvard's just coming off of playing their worst lacrosse. So I, I think that that just puts Harvard in a really tough spot against Yale. Yale is starting to build a little bit more confidence, so I like Yale to win that one, um, and probably I'm gonna go ahead and say pretty, uh, pretty soundly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all right. So like, let let's yeah. stay with uh then then let's stay with more win winning you advance losing you go home game. So we're gonna make the jump over to three thirty p.m. Eastern time on the Big Ten Network. We've got Michigan and Ohio State. So Michigan uh, coming in as the uh, what, what are they going to be the fourth seed in the. Uh, in, in the Big Ten, taking on Ohio State. Ohio State just having an abysmal year so far. Michigan putting together a, a really good resume. Uh, as I've said before, they are the best 6-6 six and six team we've ever seen. Uh, they just beat Ohio State 19-14. We mentioned from time to time it's hard to beat the same team twice. I feel like that is a lot. Like I don't know if that's true or not. I, I feel like... I feel like it's not that hard to beat the same team twice in a season, but is it difficult to beat the same team two weekends in a row? No. <laughs> Love it. No, no, no. I think right. didn't, it just, didn't it just happen? Didn't Duke just beat Virginia back-to-back weekends or like two weekends apart? It wasn't back. Yeah, it wasn't back-to-back weekends, but it might have been two and three. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's very hard. But that's also. But Duke also just has Virginia's number in the regular season. We we've mm-hmm. seen the numbers for that 
for that matchup in the regular season. Um, no, I'm, I'm also riding with Michigan in this one. Uh, I think, I don't know. I, I just am not inspired by what I've seen out of Ohio state this year. Yeah. I feel like there's, there's gotta be, I can't imagine that the, uh, that the locker room at Ohio state is heading into this game with, with a ton of confidence, right? You're, you're in last place in the big 10, uh, someplace that, I don't think anyone would have seen Ohio state being in at the beginning of the season. I think where were they even ranked? Let's, let's pull that up real quick. Where were they ranked uh, in, in preseason? They had to have been, let's go bad radio, bad radio, bad radio, but preseason rankings. All right. We had Ohio state. Ohio state was, yeah. Ranked 11th in the, in in the country and i feel like if there were 11 teams in the big 10 right now they'd probably be in 11th place in their conference so yeah i i like i like michigan in that one uh and then the second uh big 10 tournament game of the weekend eight o'clock this will round out the weekend or round out saturday night um obviously a couple more games for us to talk about on saturday but this will be the 8 p.m game on big 10 network we've got Rutgers and maryland maryland Again, uh, so we probably didn't see Ohio State being in last place in the Big Ten uh, heading into the start of the season. We probably also didn't see Maryland having to play in the Big Ten quarterfinals in the beginning of the season. So we see how much parity is in the Big Ten this year. Uh, so Maryland coming off of that tight loss to Hopkins in the rivalry. Uh, but I don't know. They, they've... Mm. Maryland. Yeah, it, it's, would, it's, it's, it's it's so it's, easy to say right. Maryland. I'm, right now, I'm, I'm like just trying to find ways to like how Tillman's going to ruin this, but it's not going to happen. This, is, this isn't how the how only thing Tillman's going to ruin is Rutgers season. I mean, it, it's yeah, like, how I'll, could you, how, if I told Jordy in 2019, like you were going to pick Rutgers to beat Maryland in the Big Ten tournament. No, I, I, I listen. There, there was there was some hesitation for me to try to figure out a way that I could spin zone my brain into taking Rutgers. I could sit here for a million hours and I'll still never find a way. Uh, Rutgers, they stink. They are dead. Uh, they are just a bunch of frauds, bunch of losers. Hated them. Always have. Always will. Even though I wanted to love them this year, Rutgers, you fucking idiots. I wanted to love you so bad. Just let me love you. But no, they. Uh, just really sputtering out here at the end of the year and a loss here should wrap up the season for the Scarlet Knights. Let's go back in the day. We've got uh going back to 1 PM here. Let's, let's get into the ACC where, where things actually matter. We've got Duke and Syracuse. So these two teams played at the beginning of March it was it was one of the better thrillers of the season so far this year. Uh, an overtime win for Duke, I believe it was Charles Balsamo who got the game winner uh, in the JMA Wireless Dome. Bullshit name. Uh, now Syracuse making the trip to Duke. Duke looking to uh, is, is this gonna no? They so they still have a game against Merrimack. I am. This is something where we're going to do a little mini buy sell here. I don't know. How, like I get that the ACC can't, they just have a tournament, even if it doesn't uh, count for I anything. Think when it didn't count for anything. 
Like it, because I know because I'm I'm starting to really hate these like these last these final games that all these ACC teams have on their schedule. Like we don't need to see Duke play Merrimack. We don't need to see uh, we don't need to see Virginia play Lafayette. Like I, I get you don't want to. If the ACC tournament doesn't mean anything, then I can understand why coaches are like, yeah, I don't want to play one of the best five teams in the country in a game that doesn't mean anything where like if we lose that game, then it might keep us out of the tournament. So I like, I get like wanting to put an automatic win uh, in place of that, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm out on those, on those Duke Merrimack games and Virginia Lafayette games to, uh, to close out the season. But we don't have to worry about that yet because that's next week. Uh, this week, all eyes are going to be on Duke and Syracuse. Uh, do you see uh, do, do you see Duke coming out here with another win, or do you see Syracuse maybe ending their season on a high note here? I, I don't see them being a uh, being a tournament team. Although a win against Duke would go a long way in that. Yeah, it would go longer way, but Duke's going to shit pump them. Uh, I think Duke had about like hit the pipe like 25 times in that game, and it took Will Mark having like 37 saves. Um, so I, I think that Duke has gotten better since that game, and he has a real turning point. And I think that Duke is going to shit pump them. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 any number, any number, give it to me. 12 and a half, sure. I'll take it. I mean, Syracuse, Syracuse, they're just such a young team. Um, and at the end of the day, like it's, it's a long season. So maybe, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're kind of, they're, they're at their wits end here with the year, uh, would be good for them to go out with, you know, a a good tight game against Duke, give them something to build on for next year. Yeah. I I don't see them getting the win. Uh, but I don't know, man, they're, they're young though. They've got nothing to lose. That's, that's the thing. That's the scary thing. You've, you've got, you've got a team of Joey Spelina, Owen Hiltz, Finn Thompson, Jackson Burtwistle, Alex Hitt, like all guys who can just do ridiculous things with the ball with nothing to lose. Crazier things can happen. I'll take Brendan O'Neill, Andrew McAdory, Dyson Williams, Jake Naso. Like I'll, I'll take I'll take Duke and those dogs. I'll take uh Wilson Stevenson to shut down Jake Spelina. Like, I don't know, Kenny Brower. Wilhelm, like, I don't know. Yeah, but what I if we, what if we start to see load management kind of creep its way into college across? What if Duke already knows that they're in the tournament no matter what? They want that seed. They they know the matchups are gonna. I think that the one seed this year more than ever is 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 very very important. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'm I'm also riding with Duke in that one, but would love to see that be a good tight game. Uh, maybe we don't need another overtime game, but sure would be nice. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, oh, I mean, Cornell Princeton. Uh, I think the, the winner of that will be the one seed in the uh, in the Ivy League tournament, meaning that whoever loses will then end up having to play against Penn. Um, I think, I don't know. I think both of these teams probably take care of Penn either way. So I, I don't see the one seed. I, I see both of these two teams playing against each other again in the, uh, Ivy League championship. Either way, I like Cornell in this one for pretty. I mean, you you talked me into Cornell a few minutes ago with the with the face off uh, unit. With I mean, obviously CJ Curse is going to score his five to six goals a game in this one, uh, and then obviously Chase Erland and Net. 
Gavin Adler on the back end. I think that Cornell is too deep on all ends of the field to lose this one. I like Cornell to win this game and that'll really propel them into a deep run into May. Yeah, I think Cornell's legit. I didn't really buy them last year. I'm buying them this year. I, I really like the makeup of this team. Um, I think they just got dogs all over the field. I love watching Hugh Kelleher play. Um, I, I think that they have a nice identity. Dog, to dogs them. on the sideline too with, with yeah, music. Yeah, I think they have a nice identity to them. I think that Busick's a great coach. Um, I, I think Cornell's here to stay as a Ivy League power. Oh, shit. We forgot to talk about uh, UMass Lowell versus NJIT. NJIT, the Highlanders. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good to pull that. I mean – I guess they're closer to you, but pretty good to pull off the Highlanders off the off the top of your head like that. I don't think you could have you could have gave me a million guesses as to what NJIT was. I don't. I watched, I've watched enough, enough college basketball on Flow Hoops to know basically random ass what uh, mascots. All right. Well, those are all the uh, the the bigger games, the the larger implication games for Saturday. Let's go ahead and close this thing out. Let's get to Sunday service Sunday at two o'clock. Uh, let's see how we can watch this game. It'll, sh- I mean, it should be, yeah. ACC network. We've got Virginia and Notre Dame, the rematch from a couple weeks ago. Uh, last time these teams played uh, at Notre Dame, Virginia coming out after just losing that, uh, that, that first overall ranking and laid a bit of a beat down on Notre Dame in front of the football team too. Uh, it was a 15 to 10 final, but it seems it almost seemed worse than that. Uh, so Notre Dame this time, listen, they, they've, they've got that first one out of the way, right? Uh, that, that one loss out of the way. I'm sure that one hurt. I'm sure that one sucked, but you live and you learn. Now you give the Kavanaugh's another chance to go against them. I don't think Looking back on that game, like I, it was it was a it was a tough Eric Dobson game. I don't think that we get that again. Um, but at the same time, Virginia is an absolute wagon. Uh, Xander Dixon, one of the only, I believe, two players in the country so far this year to have fifty goals. He has just turned into an absolute killer. Uh, Shelley had Chris Fake go in all sorts of directions. Just had Fake on skates all day, and um, yeah. So great, great matchup here. One that I really hope that we get a chance to see in Memorial Day weekend, especially because that means that Dukes will save at least two of his nuts. Uh, Virginia, Notre Dame, Dukes, your, your thoughts heading into this one? Irish by five? No, I think that Virginia kind of has their number on all aspects of the field except for goaltending. Um, I think Will Lynch can make it close at the faceoff X with Petey. Um but I, I do think these are two evenly matched teams, but it just depends which Noons shows up. Noons showed up big time against Notre Dame. Can he do it again? I'm kind of leaning towards no. I think that we kind of know who Noons is at this point, and I think that he's going to come back to potentially bite them in the ass uh, and maybe a reason why they don't win a championship. Yeah, I would uh, – you know what I'm going to do here? I got to let, – let's pull up – a weather report in Charlottesville, Virginia, because if, if, if we get, we got a, just a beautiful sunny Saturday. Why? 
what what is what is going on here with my it says 26 degrees there's no way that that's true okay oh all right so saturday in charlottesville high of 77 mostly cloudy but high of 77 that's nice i think that we could get oh wait no but there is there a sunday game never mind all right so high of 70 this is why i'm not a meteorologist sunday in charlottesville high of 70 with showers and would have loved to have seen just a great spring atmosphere at Clapham yeah. for this one, especially because we got robbed I mean, we were, too. We got robbed of the, the one at Orlada too. So we got robbed at Orlada, but we also, it was so electric though, when it was the snow flurries were coming down and the football team came out and a bunch of those dudes went shirtless, bunch of, bunch of just shirtless beefcakes in the snow, uh, kind of, cancels out the fact that it wasn't uh 70 and sunny but yeah so not the best weather game uh in this one and i i feel like that almost that almost helps virginia even more um just because i think that they're so good between the boxes uh, i think you know a guy like evans in uh that, that that's where he where he can thrive in situations like that obviously Ricky Miazon can can thrive in situations like that. Uh, Saladay on the ride can can be a, a bit of a menace. So I think, yeah, shitty weather. I mean, it's just shower, so it's not that shitty. But I, I think that that kind of helps out Virginia a little bit. I don't know. I, I would love to see. I would love to see Notre Dame though come out on this one. Um, maybe not lay a beatdown, but if, if they come out of here with a win, because imagine the storylines if we could get a rubber match of this game on Memorial day, Monday for all the marbles. So I think it, as, as, as a storyline guy, I'm rooting for Notre Dame uh, as a guy who has just watched Virginia be so fucking good and just an absolute machine for the majority of the season, except for when they have to play against Duke. Um, I, like I would pick Virginia. Yeah, I think I'm just going to pick Notre Dame because I'm a Notre Dame guy. But I, I think that's going to be because of Noons. And it depends what Noons shows up. I think that's the X factor in the game. I think besides that, they're pretty evenly matched. All right. Well, there we go. That is your weekend preview for April 27th, 28th, and 29th, the final weekend of April. Uh, we're coming down the home stretch here, boys and girls. So a lot of great games on tap this week. Make sure that you're watching uh, and make sure that you are subscribed to the channel on YouTube. Make sure to leave a couple likes and comments. Why don't you uh, follow us on social? We are at the crease dive on both Twitter and Instagram. We are stool crease dive on TikTok. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high until the day we die.